A lot of problems come out when women get mouthy. Always. That's what I was trying to say, but I was trying to be all like subtle about it. So, like the filters that I have put up on this podcast are anytime your point is being made or mm-hmm. you're getting too passionate, I, it cuts out. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 that that's smart. Um. Anyway, uh, do you want to talk about wrestling at all, or should we just skip it this week? <laughs> There's nothing to say about wrestling. <laughs> uh, hold on just a sec. I want to see if this works. Oh. Does that work? Yeah. Yeah. I can hear it. Oh. Uh, well, screw it. Uh, welcome to AE Double Back. Um, <laughs> I made the music work, so yay me. This is August 9th, 2023. We're talking to AEW Dynamite. Yeah, we're talking to AEW Dynamite. We're we're talking to it? That's what I thought you said. Like the physical manifestation making... of... Uh, yeah. Is this a Chuck Tingle novel is what I'm asking, I guess? Well, that's what you said, and I was making Chuck fun of Tingle. it. Chuck Tingle? What is, what is <laughs> yeah, that? What a name, right? The, what? Do and you not know who Chuck into, Tingle is? No, but it, the fact that that person turned into a writer is just... Mwah. That's like Bart calling <laughs> Mo and being like, I need to speak to a Chuck, Chuck Tingle. <laughs> is that, is he, does he not write erotica? He does. Mm. Uh, and he has become an institution unto himself. Uh, he's, he's the only like, one doing it? He's, he he like writes all of these like uh, um like race the, the physical manifestation of racism pounded in the butt by uh, Lady Justice and just like craziness huh. is um just absolutely wonderful. Interesting. Uh, and, and look, look him get, up and then just like, like a real casual read. Then scroll and, through his like titles. All you need are the titles and the covers, and you're good. And does oh, this give people orgasms? It's the opposite I've ever heard about books. That is, well, you know what? Um, yeah, I don't, I don't read books so anymore. These are just, just onion articles where you're like, the title's enough. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing: like, uh, I he does write erotica, and within the pages, I imagine are erotic tales. If that is mm-hmm. your bent, uh, yeah. so like, go nuts. But um, if I ever have a pet, it better have an erotic tale. Okay then. Wow. <laughs> probably. Wow. Yeah, probably, I wanted yeah. to just. I wanted to just pretend like that didn't happen, but that was a gut punch. That was mm-hmm. a it's mm-hmm. pretty funny, mm-hmm. huh? Whew, yeah. That knocked the wind out of me. Telling me. You know, you you talk uh, tough, Chan, but uh-huh. you are clearly very much of a softy. Um, <laughs> I, except when he I, reads I, Chuck Tingle. Oh, then I'm a hardy. The titles really get to him. We open with a. If you're if if you're if you're able to get it done just by the end of the title, that's a a big a big time saver in your day. Just Google his bibliography or whatever. Don't you just like walk into the the uh, curtained off section of the uh, video store? And just like get enough from the the covers that you're like, uh, okay, I'm good. I'll see you, t- see you tomorrow. My just our local video go- store closed before I was old enough to go behind the 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 adult section. <laughs> oh no! And I'll ne- now I'll never get to. I'll never get no. to. Mm. Uh, there are there stores a some- plenty 
that are entire the entire store is the behind the curtain. Yeah, go to Santa Monica Boulevard. Yeah. At least wait, actually I speak too soon. I think they closed those recently. I could I could you know what? If you Google adult bookstores, uh Google Maps will pull up three within walking distance of where you are right now, Calder. I promise you. Uh no, just Google the guy's bibliography and just read the list of titles and you will have read the most, uh, the best quality of the work. According than to the Chan. Kama Sutra. According to Chan. Yeah. Anywho. So since we, we're not talking wrestling. <laughs> you, like this is my fault. This is... Uh, <laughs> We had a JAS mandatory meeting. Uh-huh. We called it a JAS mandatory meeting. And I, I'm so torn because uh, right now I'm going to say if I wanted sketch comedy, I would fucking watch Mr. Show. I've got Max. I could do that. Um, a little bit later in the show, <laughs> we're going to get sketch comedy and I'm going to, I'm going to fawn all over it saying it's the best goddamn thing I've ever seen in my life. And I don't know how to reconcile those two other than say, this doesn't work for me. Well, okay. This isn't supposed to be funny. And in fact, it is not. (laughs) It's it's not sketch comedy, but you definitely love it when it happens. When we watch wrestling, you fucking love it. So don't even pretend like you don't. (laughs) Um, But that feels like a threat. Because uh, no, we have the tapes. All of these have been <laughs> recorded, so we can go back and fact check you. Oh, my God. But, um, yeah. But so this isn't even a, 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 like a funny skit. It's just a skit of everyone quitting. And how would you quit? How do they each quit? It's all different. Um, Garcia did a great promo and then quit. Hager quit. Ty Mello. I just – I'm sorry. I don't – it's her acting sucks so bad. I can't stand it when Look, she her, cuts a promo. Her, her acting is excellent among Brazilian jiu-jitsu uh, specialists. That you know of. <laughs> I am- uh, she is a judo practitioner. Just because she's from Brazil doesn't necessarily mean she does jiu-jitsu. Oh, I'm sorry. Is that, is, that big, is that bigoted of me? Oh, boy. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, that's sort of where I'm going with this, that it's, um, a, they, they, you know, like they did the promo last week, like next week, we're going to have a segment that's just talking. Um, and when they do that kind of thing, like it's sports entertainment, which is fine. Like give me some sports entertainment, but when they try and mix it with like the dramatic storytelling, which is another thing that, you know, it's perfectly acceptable in wrestling. It like the tone is just off and I don't, I'm, I'm not happy about it. So even though like, this is a story that needs to be told, obviously we're breaking up the JAS. The, like the fact that they like ha- had a thing they call the JAS mandatory meeting that everybody is watching. That's what felt like sketch to me in a way that I did not like. Mm. Well, um, it seemed pretty much like standard fare yeah. to me, even though I wish they would just 
get to it as opposed to drag this out for like three, four weeks. Um, but everybody quit except for Sammy. He sort of quit. He said, I'm not going to walk out on you, but, uh, you know, you go do whatever the fuck you feel like doing. And then, you know, we'll just see if I'm around. So he, yeah. it's like a very tentative, I'll be here. I will um, say that Angelo was good and Matt Menard was fire. Yeah. I mm-hmm, really mm-hmm. like this from him. So, yeah, you know. for sure. Um, and, you know, oh, yeah, Matt Menard, oh, God, his like, his one made me almost cry. But, um, Anyway, and I know it's ridiculous, but whatever. That's who I am. No, that's, I mean, that's what it should do. At every point, we should be at our highest emotional level watching professional wrestling. Because that's the whole point. It's over the top, and you're supposed to engage with it emotionally and kind of turn your brain off. Because, like, yeah, it's kind of dumb, and you've seen it a thousand times before. That's why it's supposed to work. Mm -hmm. Um, But you really have to execute at the highest level to make that work and this only sporadically function that way. Well, it certainly worked when Daniel Garcia did a, tr- a sad, like goodbye dance. That was great. I did like that. That was nice. <laughs> um, I mean, I have to give this a thumbs up because it's giving me what I wanted. I wanted this to happen. I want jazz to find their own thing. Yeah. I want Jericho to do his own thing. Um, so we'll see how this ends up. But uh, it is kind of crazy, like, how much time – okay, I – there's so much time that this episode wastes. And I mean wastes. Mm. And I'll talk about it in a bit. But um, yeah, I don't are think we lumping wrong. this in with the uh, Renee Piquette? part because it's like I don't, I don't think so okay well i think it's separate then the quitting segment um gets a middle for me oh wait mm. no an up oh, i'm sorry an up, oh, okay. an up. sorry uh i give it a middle because like i said they're like a couple points where i was like oh yes this is that's got its hooks into me but the rest of it was just like Ugh, all right and now you're gonna go now you're gonna go all right so yeah I was a thumbs up for me. I thought it was funny. All right. Thank you. Thank you. That's all I'm saying. Comedy. Sketch comedy. Okay. So after this was an interview with Chris, with Renee Paquette. At least she was trying to get some info. Um, He ran into Don Callis. You know, they're all backstage. And Chris says that he knows what he's going to do. And he said, let's announce it next week. I said, <laughs> the problem that they had with this was that they that it was a case of just a few words too many because nobody would have complained if he had been like i think i know what my answer is end of scene even yeah. better even yeah. better they don't do this at all <laughs> even better they don't do this at all and next week he's like i've made my choice uh the only one i have the only choice I have left if I want to be in a group with someone is with Don Callis. He might not. He might go single Pringle for a while. Who knows? <laughs> single well, Pringle. Okay, hold on. Okay, no, 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 no. Sing- Caller, we will get to single Pringle in a minute. I just want to say that, yes, I agree. Um, I, I, if they do 
flip it on us. And next week, it turns out he does something else other than what seems completely inevitable that he's going to join up Don Callis, then I, I might be able to like give it a little leeway. Like, okay, you dragged it out and you gave me something I wasn't expecting. But if he comes out next week and it was like, I'm joining, you know, the family, then this was all too fucking long. And mm-hmm. I get it. Like Jericho is great at doing this, at, at creating content. And sometimes it's filler and, I don't like the filler part of it, so yeah, whatever. Methyl cellulose. Mm-hmm. Uh, what? Uh, what did you thumb this though? What did Me? I thumb the? Who? Which well, of us? Well, Teresa first. Okay. Uh, no, Calder, you go first. Oh, Calder, go first. Yeah. I middle the second part. Okay. I was really annoyed by this, so like. It was definitely a middle, but it was kind of a down also. Um, and I'm trying to... Schrodinger's thumb. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out which one it is now. <laughs> a middle leaning down or a down leaning middle? Is it, uh, is it two okay, downs? Is what, is it two- you know what? <laughs> hold, on, no, no, hold on, hold on. We'll, we will give you a moment to ponder this. Let's talk about single Pringle. Do oh. we have a, a, a reality show? called single pringle no. is there if we looked it up on urban dictionary is single pringle a thing i don't know i think uh single pringle is like what a first grade teacher calls it if uh if the students are all supposed to do something on their own uh you, you know like uh like all right I want, everybody's gonna sit crisscross applesauce and single pringle your their, your assignments you know what uh, crisscross applesauce I'll buy single Pringle is uh, a product placement and I don't want any first grade teacher tell- telling that to my kid oh my god you're one of those parents <laughs> oh yeah oh you better believe it we are both <laughs> like hippy dippy crunchy hard left like we are we are the ones who are um, getting weird stares because we're like uh, um, at the uh, school saying like uh, yeah Maybe don't try and uh, peddle your right-wing Christian bullshit around here. Um, but when is Pringles involved in that? Because I don't think that... <laughs> uh, I don't see, want corporate a, America getting a clause in someone saying single Pringle, and then suddenly it being some right-wing Christo-fascist... Uh, which you know, it's just a razor thin line, a razor thin line. Uh-huh, anyway, uh-huh, what did you uh-huh. thumb this? All right, it's a middle. <laughs> okay, okay. I mean, I'm glad we got that. Ne- all nearly a down, though, should be noted. Yeah, no, I feel that. All right, so then we've got the Young Bucks versus the Hardy Brothers. Brother. Mm-hmm. <laughs> why, why did that draw Brother. out so much? Why did that draw out <laughs> like that? Why, why did you say it that way? I don't know. Brother. Well, this is what I felt like. Well, did, was, think about this match. Did, did you say did you say Hardy Hardy Brothers slow because the match was slow because of them being involved <laughs> in it? Oh Lord, <laughs> this match. God. I was like, Look. you know, the young bucks really they can pull off a lot of miracles. But they couldn't pull this one off. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing: it is uh, perfectly acceptable considering the Hardy brothers are 20 years past the prime. 
literally right. 20 years. Um, and Matt has done a pretty good job of adapting his style to, you know, like, uh, take into account his body, his broken down body. Jeff has not. And he's still trying to do things like a whisper in the wind, which look like a leaden fart in the wind. He just like thonk, thonk, everything, all of these things that he used to do so smoothly. And, you know, you can still watch them and go like, Jesus Christ, man, this guy can move. Now they're just like splat. They all end in a splat, which is, and, you know, they still put together a decent match. I am still going to thumb this up because it was a passable really? match. Wow. It is not the, you know, uh, um, it is not the Bucks in the prime versus the Hardys in their prime, but that was never going to happen. So, uh, you know, it is what it is. Uh, I, I, respect, the, the, I still respect them. The way this match would have made more sense to me is the, the Hardys like come into the match the way they came into the match, but the young Bucks like are, are, are about to make their entrance to the match and like they get intercepted by somebody who's who's peddling like pies and each of the 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 young bucks like eat like five pies and then they go and wrestle because are these that's meat how, pies or fruit pies i need uh, to know the, these these are uh these are uh, huckleberry pies oh Ooh, yeah. delicious yeah. yeah okay uh but that's like they'd have to be weighed down by at least five pies each in order to like uh like wrestle the match that they had to wrestle with with uh the hardy boys i will say this in much the same way that i like a squash match that is immediately followed by a promo because then it feels like the squash match was just like the flavoring for a promo segment we're mixing up a promo segment and that i like because then i don't have to say feel like oh you wasted my time with a nothing match in this case it felt like we need something to sort of mix up uh, our our telling everybody that we're going to fight FTR at All In. Um, we're going to have this match that is kind of a legacy match, and you know it's something we get to wrestle our heroes, you know, and and blah blah. And it's not going to be the greatest thing in the world, but it's not going to be uh, Ric Flair's last match, you know, where apparently he passed out twice from dehydration. So like, this is fine. This is fine. For me. Uh, it was a middle for me. Um, it wasn't all that great. It, I don't know. I started no, really thinking to myself about, I started thinking about when he hit his head when he was fighting um, uh, Sammy and he did that right. jump and then hit the concrete. Yeah. And I started thinking, I guess it really was a career ending moment. <laughs> like <laughs> he really hasn't. I mean, he's done a lot after that. That was like good. But this type of match to me, I was like, I don't know. Like it's just not as fun. I don't know what it is about who he is when he's with Jeff Hardy. It's not as fun of a character. The moves yes. aren't as fun. Mm -hmm. Um, it just looks pretty clunky and, um, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's just a bummer. It's 100% nostalgia act. Yeah. And like their style is not one that can be recaptured by nostalgia. Yeah. It's just a bummer. But yeah, yeah I middled it. Yeah, it was yeah. a down for me. Oh, wow. Whoa. Dang, dude. We got a rainbow on this one. Yeah. Oh, my. Rainbow! 
All right. So after this, the Young Bucks, you know, they win. Not surprising. Um, but they call out FTR. All they say is FTR. So FTR comes out and they take their time coming out. When they get in the ring and they're all standing there, they wait a while and then the Young Bucks say all in. And then the fucking Young or FTR hold up their belts and then they walk away. So this segment lasted four minutes. Four fucking minutes. <laughs> this is a huge waste of time and it's not the only waste of time that happened tonight. And it's so frustrating when there are lots of people that they could have storylines for. There's lots of things that could be happening that they choose not to do. And um, they choose to do shit like this. And it's very annoying. And I know they're prepping for Wembley. So maybe they um, – I said Wembley, not Wembley. Wembley is a fraggle. Wembley is a fraggle. <laughs> Global Wembley, like- Boogie Booby Red. <laughs> Yeah, Wim- Wimpley would be the, the 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 loser character in a in a like a school uh, school show. Wimpley. Wimpley, yeah, 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 yeah. The the the, the little uh, the little nerd character. Okay. Wimpley. Well, Wimpley is definitely a Fraggle, and if people haven't seen Fraggle Rock, I mean, it's just fun. Just watch it. There's a <laughs> talking trash pile. Stuff. I know. You uh, you can go back and look and see what uh, we used to watch when we were kids, and we can tell you like back in my day, we used to have real television. Oh, I love doing that. I love doing that shit. I'll do that till the day <laughs> I die. Like you guys don't have nothing. When we were growing up, we had a fucking cereal, a fucking cartoon, and a line of toys. Beat <laughs> that, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I'd trade what I had for what the kids now have any day. <laughs> A dying world? Yeah, but they have yes. tablets. Oh, no. I'm very tablets happy that I never had that. <laughs> I had there was so much time that you spent just waiting for maybe getting to do something. Uh, like, I feel like if you, you like if you didn't have entertainment around the house, you weren't going to get any until the next time you like left the house, which could be the end of the week. It could be two weeks. And in the meantime, you just sort of spend, spend the the meantime fantasizing about what, what something might be like because you had nothing. Uh, that's, that's what I think <laughs> about when I think about when I was young, that there was I just a lot of so much time drawing and cutting out things that would be the things that I wanted. And then just like everything was imagination for me. It was just like everything. I was the only girl in the neighborhood and I was, you know, my brother's I was way too young to play with my brother, John. <laughs> and Andrew was like too cute for skew. Um, whatever, you know, no big deal. But yeah. I just like played by myself all the time. Yeah. And I, I played by myself all the time. And look where we all are now. Mm-hmm. You're <laughs> you right about what? that. You really, you really want to put this it. on the next generation? We aced it, y'all. God, <laughs> yeah, my kid we ended it. up we like We nailed it. We nailed it. <laughs> uh, anyway, so I downed this fucking FTR wow. Young Bucks wow. thing. Wow. Yeah. Uh, w- okay. Okay. 
I mean, uh, you couldn't possibly up it. Oh wait! Oh oh! I see. I'm sorry. No, I've I've that's all. That's all part of the same segment. What? The Bucks and the Hardys and the, because the, literally Bucks. all they said was FTR. But it was all in. four minutes. That's just that. Four se- just the, minutes. Do you, you really want to make that a separate segment? Because I want to down it. <laughs> all right. Fair enough. I, I don't will, know if I want to. This is a dangerous precedent. The math. <laughs> uh, you know it. what? Hey, we thumb our heart. We segment our heart. That's how we roll here. I oh, fart no. my heart. Uh, no. You are disgusting. Uh, <laughs> but okay, so you down it. I w- I will. Uh, oof, I yeah, right. Mm, you know what? I'm gonna up it. Ooh. Um, uh, because we haven't had uh, there have been almost no matches announced for All In, and that is the biggest, literally the biggest uh, uh, show AEW has ever done. One of the biggest of all time. I mean, it's trailing behind the fucking weird ass North Korea shows where the North Korean dictator made people go to the stadium to watch it. That's how fucking big this thing is. People are coming from like all around the world and it's amazing. So um, like, yeah, I need to find out what the fuck is happening and you're going to, you know, you're going to fucking show it to me. Um, Hopefully we don't have, these segments all the way up to all in. Hopefully it's like this and then maybe a, a recap and maybe like one more face off. Uh, but hopefully this is like compact. W- people want to see this match. Cool. And we're done. We're out. I hope that's what it is. Hmm. Maybe. Calder. Maybe. It's a middle for me. I didn't have rainbow. It's another rainbow. Double, double rainbow, rainbow. Double rainbow. Double. What does it mean? <laughs> I... What does it mean, man? <laughs> All right. All right. We got. All right. Uh, all right. All right. All right. There's a segment. There's a non segment here where they announce the tournament because um, it's going to be a four way uh, women's match at uh, All In. And I swear to fucking God, if that's the only match, uh, only women's match, I'll be so pissed. But I'm certainly fine with it being a thing. Uh, Sheeta and uh, Anna Jay are going to wrestle tonight. Saraya Sor- uh, and Sky Blue on Rampage. Bunny's back uh, yeah. facing off Britt Baker next next week, and Tony Which Storm sucks. gets a bye. Great, love it. Um, yeah, whatever. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah. Um, all right, we got Adam and MJF. Uh, this was technically after they announced that they were going to do their Wembley match. And uh, MJF's like, let me, t- oh, let me guess which night of debauchery we have planned. We're wearing <laughs> shorts, so let's be skinny dipping <laughs> with some rats. <laughs> Every time he brings up rats, it just like yeah, it makes me smile because it's just it's like shorts obviously equals rats. Uh, uh, wine obviously equals rats. Uh, Nintendo rats obviously we're going to. Uh, play Mario Kart with some ring rats. It's hilarious. Uh, I don't know why Adam Cole is doing this like Uber Boy Scout thing where he's like, no, we're going to go to a trampoline park. Because I mean, that is a bridge too far even for me. I mean, it's fun, of course, but like, you know, (laughs) it's a great time. It it is. (laughs) In my notes here, 
And I think possibly every week that they've done this, in all caps, I just have this is the best slash worst. Because, yes, it is dumb that he's like, hey, let's go do what, something that, like, eight-year-olds would enjoy. But he does it because MJF is like, this is the worst thing ever. And then he finds some way to, like, make it evil. And it's just... It's the odd couple, you know? Yeah. It's just stupid and wonderful. And... I love it. Um, This was hilarious, though, because MJF was super pissed. And then he was like, uh, you know. You got video games, ball pit, dodgeball. Say what? Dodgeball. Dodgeball. And then he's (laughs) pelting these kids being like, you were adopted. I slept with your mom. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I'm your father like, all this shit it was really funny um and then adam cole stops it and then some kid comes up and is a total piece of shit and so adam cole's face changes and he's like all right one more <laughs> that's pretty little funny girl flipping them both off just mm-hmm. uh, all of it is yeah it's it's, like, it's double clotheslining a Chinese restaurant waiter. Mm-hmm. It's it's yeah. just it's pretty great. It was a thumbs up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got the Black Cool Pool Combat Club. The Black Cool Combat Club. <laughs> Sorry, Black Pool Combat Club. What an idiot! BCCC. <laughs> Not to be con- uh, confused with the PCCC. Or the the what? Isn't it? Isn't Russia like the PCCC? That's the CCCP. That's it. <laughs> gotcha. That's the uh, Soviet Union, a eh? yeah. so which hasn't been around for thirty years. True, oh, but God. I did see don't, a don't, guy. Don't don't kid yourself. I did. Also, see, I did see you, a guy in the front row at AEW wearing a shirt for a Soviet Union shirt, though. Not tonight, <laughs> but it was a different night, and I was like, "Oh, uh, excuse you." <laughs> Uh, I uh, like. I could see you confusing it with the, the BBC, uh, but CCCP seems like, I'm as you say, a bridge too far. Or KPCC. Be- Sorry, guys. It could forgetting, be. Look, I don't speak Russian. I was forgetting where the fucking P was. Uh, the, the BBC the is Not British, not Russian. Oh my god! Listen to me for one second. What? Because I said. I accidentally said black, cool, and you made fun of me for mm-hmm. it. So I was like, oh, B-C-C-C. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, P-C-C-C. That's mm-hmm. Russian. And yeah, then that's like the politically I was like, wait, correct, was that right? Correct, correct club. And then, but no, then it was like C-C-C-P is Soviet Union. So I was confused in where the P was. I know. <clears> I, don't I hope know. it's in the toilet. I hope it's in the toilet. <laughs> I don't know why I tried. Okay, Blackpool Combat Club Mox. Mox is like eagles don't hunt flies. So Pac is out for Wembley. He got really hurt. Yeah, he just came back, which sucks. Yeah. What the yeah. fuck did he do this time? I mean, look at the man. Yeah. He is he is destined for injury. I, I love him problem, dearly, but he doesn't his stretch. Prob- 
His problem is that he wears those armbands that that constrict his muscles. If that must be it. Uh, the problem is his idol appears to be the dynamite kid who ended up in a wheelchair uh, for doing basically what Baka's doing right now. So, God. I wonder Anywho, what, the fuck it, what the actual injury is, though. He broke his butt, I read. Ooh. Thank you. It already had a crack in it, so it was bound, <laughs> to, break, bound to break eventually. Um, <laughs> anyways, uh, it's middle. Ooh. Uh, oh, wow. Boy, I mm-hmm. upped it because, like, I mean, it's, it's still Mox cutting a hell of a promo. And even when it's, like, like cheesy, like, the BCC doesn't fear death, death fears us. Like, that's kind of middle of the road, but the way he delivers it, man, no complaints. Yeah, you got to deliver it well when you're recycling uh, a Chuck Norris fact. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mox take Chuck Norris. What'd you tell it, Calder? Uh, it wasn't up for me. Okay. Chuck Norris facts are probably like 20 years old at this point. Probably. When did that Early happen? internet, baby. Oh, yeah, We've got um, Jack Perry mm-hmm. versus Rob Van Dam. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. spinning leg drop, my God. Mm-hmm. Did he fuck up his leg? It looked uh, like it. He fucked himself mm. up. I mean, he was fine afterwards. He kept doing all kinds of stuff, but I was like, God damn. Look, I need to give you uh, uh, my Peacock password so you can go – and watch some old Rob Van Dam matches because like, I feel like it, it kind of sucks to see this version of him, which considering what he's done to his body, he's doing real good. He did uh, some great but moves. also uh, back in the yeah. day, he was, he was a legend for a goddamn reason. Yeah. Um, and the stuff that he was doing was, you know, was, a fifth of what he could do back in the day. Um, and yeah, folding chairs know. are having a real moment this week. They are between yeah. uh, Alabama brawls and yeah. uh, Rob Van Dam. It's uh, been quite a busy week for folding chairs. Yeah. Uh, the ref gets knocked out at one point and RVD technically pins jungle boy, but uh, the refs out. So, by the time Audrey Edwards gets in, Jungle Jack gets up. And then Jack Perry uh, pins Rob Van Dam. And that's it. There she goes. Just that's one note. That's all she wrote. I gave this a thumbs up because I was I thought I was entertained through the whole thing. I also was really curious about Rob Van Dam, so it was, you know, need to see yeah. something different. It was close to a middle for me. I mean, for the same reasons that I didn't care for, I don't care for watching Jeff Hardy. Like, you know, there's a lot more splats than there are, you know, like really smooth, amazing uh, uh, ballet in there. Um, but it is, it was booked properly. You know, Jack Perry like gets one over on, you know, the old legends. And now, you know, he gets to go around being a cock of the walk and a piece of shit heel. And that's all great. So, yeah. It was a thumbs up for me. I, I liked like what Rob Van Dam was able to to do, and uh, Jack Perry's uh, progression is coming along nicely. Yeah. yeah. 
We've got Renee Paquette with the Lucha Brothers and Alex. Uh, Alex has a great fucking promo, man. Yeah, it does. Uh, Phoenix calls them the Blackpool Coward Club. And I fucking love Penta. Mm -hmm. This is great. Thumbs up. Mm -hmm. Same. Um, MJF and Adam Cole again. MJF. I was a little worried here. Like when it when I see a second uh, segment from somebody, I'm usually like, "All right, you're, you're pushing it." Like when Jericho showed up after the uh, um, the thing, I was like, mm. "And I mean, I know that these guys are great, but even still, like they already had a segment. You're mm-hmm. doing another segment. You're really testing my patience." <laughs> that's that's exactly what you say if somebody tries to offer you like a second ice cream sundae. You know what? Yes, that is true. Because right. I ordered Testing one sundae. I ordered the correct size of sundae for my for my desires. How dare you tell me I'm wrong? Just eat it. I will, but I'll be mad about it. Okay. Fair enough. Um... Man. I'm sorry, were we talking about wrestling? I yeah. think we might have been. All right, so MJF calls it the Majestic Midwest. I lulled, <laughs> lulled so loud. <laughs> um, he walks back the whole Midwest is mid thing. Um, and then he thinks that he and Adam are doing a promo off or something. <laughs> and he says, Adam, you're so pale and white. If it was the 80s, Hogan would have snorted you. <laughs> I really died on that one. Anyways, Adam wants to go for the ROH tag belts during the buy-in. Mm-hmm. Which I'm like, that's kind of a really big fucking thing to do for a buy-in. That is insane. Right? Um, I love that MJF calls him brochacho and says to the audience as your scumbag um, <laughs> because he's like pissed off that he's like, normally I get mad when I have to wrestle at all, <laughs> but now you're asking me to wrestle twice. I'm a one day. What? Um, but he says, okay. Cause, and he's like, because I'm a sucker for a pop. Okay. <laughs> for a cheap so, pop. Against Ozzy Open. Then Roddy Strong comes out. And I was just so annoyed. I do feel bad (laughs) for him. He made me feel bad for him during this segment. And that is at least doing more than it did in any other segment. Um, But the kingdom, they come out to comfort him. MJF said a whole bunch of shit to him. And it was really funny. But um, cool. do whatever it is you weird generic white people do. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and uh, so then, but then Adam pushed MJF because he's like, "Why did you do that, man?" And then MJF was pissed. I mean, look, you make friends with a bear. <laughs> you make friends with a grizzly bear, <laughs> and you are so nice to it, and it's so nice to you, but. Every once in a while, you forget it's a fucking bear. And, uh, you know, give it the salmon. Give it the berries. <laughs> you know. Don't. <laughs> don't try to fuck with it. You know, just leave it be. 
We're going pretty deep into the woods here. <laughs> Quite literally, there's a bear. Um, but anyways, the audience convinces them to hug it out. So they uh, hug it out. In my notes, I've written, I can't believe I'm still into this. <laughs> um, it's such a weird uh, uh, tone they've set for this uh, because it's goofy and over the top. And then at the same time, there's like this undercurrent where you know like this person who is uh borderline psychopathic uh um you know just like suddenly like has a weird freak out in the middle of it all and then we're back to the normal stuff and we're back to the -the over-the-top silly stuff uh and man I, i don't even know but the way he that they both are so good like MJF like screws up and says like you want to go after the and he almost says AEW tag titles a- like, a- and he just recovers like a friggin pro like a yeah. super oh pro like it just wasn't even a thing um and then yeah sh- he gets them to chant shake it off he gets the entire crowd to chant a fucking Taylor Swift lyric yeah. at Roderick Strong and oh my god the man is just unreal that's pretty good uh there was a part of it that was my uh, personal favorite because it was one of those things that is so emblematic of like how you are clearly losing something because when you have to say i'm not a bland bitch you like (laughs) are losing uh so that was that was my favorite part uh i do like that they're uh, uh putting him off with the kingdom uh i guess he used to be with them which is great um I would have liked this to be a little shorter, but also I complain when I feel like they just sort of like throw a thing, you know, out there. So, you know, great. You, you did what you needed to do. Let's, let's continue with this thing. Moving right. on. So, and we all thumb this, right? It was up. Up, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so right here is where they have a recap of Collision, and I have to make note of what I noted at the time, which was we were an hour in, and there were only two wrestling matches so far, and uh, there was so much wasted time. I was, I'll, I'll, I'll say this. Uh, I watched all of Collision, and I texted you the important bit. <coughs> there were two mm-hmm. promos that were wildly successful and wonderful uh i mean you can always watch the uh house of black match because that's never going to be bad but um you know like if you don't have two hours to spend just like watch those two promos and you know like move on with your life who among us doesn't have an entirely free saturday really uh you'd have to say sunday because like um you can't watch it early in the day True. Anyways, uh, so I was pissed. We were an hour in, and there were only two wrestling matches so far, and I just felt like there was a lot of wasted time. And um, you know where all the good wrestling matches are now? Yeah, I know. Oh, it fucking really annoys me. And then, like, I was thinking about how, you know, the trios match, if there ever is a team that wants to go for the trio belt, they'd have to go on collision. They will never be able to do that on a Wednesday. And I don't like that. I think that's some bullshit. 
just because the fucking what's House of Black decided that they don't want it. They will only be on Saturdays. Like, fuck that, man. Like, seriously, fuck that. Like, Saturdays are like WWE and Wednesdays are AEW. This is what it looks like. You've got all the House of Black WWE guys. We've got Miro. You've got, I don't know, CM Punk. You've got all these other WWE guys. So it's like, you know, I don't know. It's just annoying. Yeah, well, it's 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 just a something that I think that I suspected would ultimately eventually happen is that like AEW would have to get bigger and getting bigger would would have to mean like what's happening now like uh, I don't know it's it's something I figured would would ultimately be be the result. They used to be able to pack so much into a show, and it's just really annoying when most of it is other fluff stuff. You know, and then there's yeah. women that never get matches, and yet they spend four fucking minutes on two words. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Anyway, um, all right. So after this, we got the Blackpool Combo Club versus the Lucha Brothers, and the Lucha Brothers snuck up behind them. Ah. Also, Taz said. Blue blockers are trending thanks to me. And I was like, the fuck, Taz? <laughs> um, so there are these amazing chops back and forth um, with uh, Mox and Penta. And, man, it was so fun because also Penta would just, like, run back and do, like, a running job. Like, really get into, like, <laughs> how much can I make this worse for you? Um <laughs> It was great. And when the camera was on Phoenix and Yuta at one point, Claudio took Penta's face mask off. Yeah. And that's how they were able to pin um, Penta. And then they kept beating them up. And uh, nobody came to help. I was really sad. (laughs) And Claudio took the mask with him and he said, what was it? Argo? Speak to me. Argo? Speak to me. It was what? some Shakespearean thing he did. He held up oh. the mask, you know, and he said, speak to me, something, speak to me. But I forget <laughs> the word, the name that he said. Um, I couldn't quite make it out, but I think it was like from Shakespeare. Argle bargle. <laughs> Argle bargle, yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, I think that like uh, what I would suggest is that all the luchadors should wear some kind of a backup mask under the main mask. Like that would something. be great. Yeah. That would be fun. That would be the ultimate, like, I gotcha. <laughs> uh, I will say that I do like that they, um, hopefully somebody said, hey, the House of Black is doing uh, um, a, a mask angle over on Collision. Ho- hold off on this thing until, you know, that's all settled because um, I hate it when they're doing like similar angles, uh, usually even on the same show, but even if, you know, it's on separate shows, I like that maybe it was accidental, but I'm glad that it was separated some. So, you know, everybody could have their, make their own masks be worthwhile and valuable. Hmm. Uh, This was a thumbs up match for me. Yeah, Yeah. Same. 
Yeah, it was it was as good as they usually are, uh, more or less. Yeah, even when they like fuck up a little bit, I just a little thing that I noticed. Um, uh, the Lucha Brothers did a spiked pile driver to return the spiked pile driver that they were given earlier, and uh, uh, Phoenix jumped, and Penta was like like a like a half second late in going down, so it was kind of like, well then. That wasn't really any sort of spiking. He was just a guy who was walking by when you were doing a pile driver. Uh, and uh, I think it was Excalibur that called it a stalled pile driver. Mm. I'm like, you know what? In much the same Smart. way that, you know, you like cover stuff up and, you know, like you, the whole point is just to make you, the other people look better. Like the announce table is just as much a part of that. And it's great when uh, you see him pull something like that. Yeah. I love it when they do the butthole breaker. <laughs> <laughs> and like they it took them the whole match to do one and they didn't end up doing it um because ray ended up um jumping on Yuta. but uh i was like oh they're finally gonna do the butthole breaker <laughs> <laughs> finally mm-hmm. okay so after this we got kenny omega and marvez catches up with him backstage and basically, Kenny doesn't give him any information at all. Marvez is like, what are you going to do in uh, London? And he's like, you know what? I'm going to have a meeting. With I have a meeting scheduled next week. So I'm going to have a meeting and find out. And so, like, I don't know if Kenny knows. I don't know what the fuck's going on. And I don't <laughs> like this. <laughs> I just don't like it. But I can't down a Kenny segment. So it's a middle. I I meddled this as well. Me too. We got Mid. Oh, yeah. We got <laughs> Swerve with the embassy. I oh fucking love Prince Nana. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um and then we have Darby Allen, and this is the best promo I've ever seen him do, ever. Hmm. Okay. Um, I mean it have you seen him do better? Not better. Uh, I mean, we we, ha- we have differing opinions on it because, like, uh, uh, last week I thought he did a really good one. You're like, eh, I don't care for that. So, mm. you know, All right. different strokes. Anyway, so, like, Sting shows up. So it's going to be Swerve and AR Fox versus Sting and Darby in London. So that will be interesting. They kind of yeah. get Sting closer to the ring uh, before, before they do the blackout. They really got to get him closer. <laughs> I, I mean, mean, I'm pretty sure he was under the ring. I, I mean, I, well, then it took then, then then that's not working because it took it took several minutes of of lights <laughs> out to, to get him on top of the ring. I don't. He probably fair. was like, "I'm not going to be under the ring for over an hour." That's fair. Because at this point, it was over an hour. Yeah. So they should just you know, like he, dig out the area under the ring so that he can have like a little a lounge. tunnel. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Um, I gave this segment a thumbs up. Uh, I middled it. Um, I, I do like Swerve and the embassy and all that. Um, Darby was kind of, eh, I, I, I didn't care for this one as much. Cause like I said, it's, it's more of like sort of a, like a written plot driven kind of thing and less just like a straightforward, uh, um, uh, naturalistic character. Uh, thing that I think he does better. Um, I think he and, 
his acting yeah. was more real and natural in this segment than it ever is. Yeah, more than it has been in the past. Uh, Calder? Uh, it was a thumbs up for me. We got uh, the last match, which means um, this entire show had, let's see, one, two, three, four, four matches. Four matches. However, so the second two con- matches an hour. <laughs> but the second Not consecutive good. women's main event. Yep. True, um, and if they I think that making the women's the women's matches the you know ending match makes up for not having any other matches, you know they're sorely mistaken. But anyways, I, I, we're headed in the correct direction. Got Anna J versus Sheeta. I mean, it's a belt match. It should be you know at the end of the night, right? It's a fucking True. belt match, right? Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, anyways, uh, it's not buried in fucking picture in picture, and then you come back and it, somebody pinned and it's over. Um, so, yeah, this was good. I really like Sheeta. I'm glad she's back. I'm glad um, we're going to see more of her because I think she's a badass. Mm-hmm. And Jay's fine. I'm just not a fan. I it's It's boggling to me. I mean, I know it was an injury that kept Bunny out, but the fact that Anna Jay and Ty Mello have gotten so much fucking screen time when they suck, and we've got like Penelope Ford and the Bunny, who are fucking awesome, we don't see them at all. And I know when you know Penelope Ford was pregnant and um, lost the baby, and I know Bunny was injured, but just sucks because I really like those girls and I would much rather um, see them or even if Thunder Rosa. God. They had women that uh, had built their own uh, heat and are uh, organically over and weren't doing anything tonight. If only. Mm-hmm. If only. Yeah. If only, man. Like, all the girls like Willow. Mm-hmm. So many different wrestlers. It's just fucking annoying. But anyways, so um, Anna J. She's fine, but she is better, and she yeah. wins. But it looked like Cool Hand was putting something in Anna J.'s hand. I can't tell if that was a fuck up or if there was something that was trying to be communicated. Um. It looked like there was supposed to be a a a, a story point there that yeah. did not happen. I think that she was supposed to get the brass knuckles or something. Might be, yeah. I mean, I think. I don't know. But, yeah, it's a fuck up. Probably. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, I, I, I thumbed this match up. I thought it was good. Yeah, um, I thumbed it up. Yeah, me too. I, Jesus Christ, man. Just, uh, I feel like they should be hiring more women mm-hmm. or pushing more women. Uh, like, I understand, like, yeah, it's, it sucks when you have a bunch of injuries and uh, uh, you got to, like, do some booking on the fly. But also, there's such a well of talent. Yeah. Um, just throw anybody in the spotlight and they're going to and see if they'll step up. And 
many of them will. Yeah, just give them the opportunity. It really is annoying. And you know what? Um, you know, there's, I don't know if everybody out there read the whole scuttlebutt of like some woman kind of airing all the dirty oh, laundry yeah. of the mm-hmm. women's division at AEW. Yeah. And um, it's really fascinating because some of the things they said was like, you know, Brit has this weird relationship with Tony and um, Khan, not Shivani, even though that's probably weird too. <laughs> that's but, that's um, your, your focus is, is his, uh, is her relationship with uh, Shivani. Yeah. Well, and the fact that the women have to politics so fucking hard backstage to get any screen time at all is really just reading that makes me so angry because then she's also saying that the women like they like they don't talk to each other in the locker room. They weren't nice to her. She was hired, um, and Sky Blue didn't even talk to her about like the match they were about to do, and you know, it, just all this weird stuff. And I'm not to talk shit about Sky Blue, but just like um, if Sky Blue's only real professional experience is a locker room where people don't talk or communicate, then like, yeah, it'd be really weird when someone shows up to be like, Hey, let's talk about what we're going to do tonight. Da, 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 da. Um, but, uh, God, I don't know. It, it was really sad to hear. And, um, you know, the women aren't going to get along if they think that they're constantly in competition. If every little thing is like detrimental to their career, you know, every relationship they make, every single day they see somebody of influence, like whether or not that person is or isn't impressed with them, that one fucking person, you know, can make or break whether or not they're asked to come back. I mean, all this shit is so weird to me. And it's very, um, uh, it's just real misogynistic. I'm sorry. It is, you know, that's like women, you know, people like to make fun of women being in competition with each other, you know, this like unspoken competition. And that comes from being property for thousands of years, you know, like only being worth what your father can sell you for or what your husband can, whatever, you know, like what kind of Mm. business deal you can make uh, by marrying off, you know, your daughters or blah, blah, blah. I don't know what, like, you know what I mean? Like uh, Mm -hmm. not being able to hold properties, you're at the mercy of your father, your brother, or your husband, whether or not they choose to treat you well and provide for you in the ways that you're not allowed to, you know, like if you're not allowed to work, if you're not allowed to even leave the house, um, whatever, I could go on and I have, but I'll pull it back <laughs> to say that it's just like that created then like this bizarre competition that is like an innate instinct, you know, um, in for a lot of women, I think it's still a thing uh, because it's not like it's only been at least in America, a hundred years that women have been allowed to vote. It's been a little bit longer, maybe, that we've been allowed to inherit um, our families, you know, inherit things from our family. Women um, weren't allowed to have bank accounts yeah. three years before I was born. 
Yeah. You know, shit like this, right? I mean, it's all this kind of stuff where it's like, it really hasn't been that long that we've been able to play the same game. And so I, uh, I, I hate it when women are put in a situation where then that type of shit that's in our guts gets like wrinkled and brought to the surface so that they can't be like this fun, like, I don't know what's going on on the men's side of the locker room if everybody's buddies over there, but it should be a place of camaraderie. It should be a place of like, you know, hey, let's, you know, have fun tonight or how are you doing or how's your family or whatever, you know what I mean? How is your flight? How's your um, mother? Yeah, you know, whatever. <laughs> it It's just a bummer to think of it as being such a cold and um, un- just like everyone's heads on a swivel. Um, I think some of it is um, that like the, when you hear about the WWE locker room, like, like the undertaker was the leader and he set the tone. And if <clears throat> people were being dicks or whatever, he would set them straight and mm-hmm. everybody respected him. And uh, in some ways it's like a, a dictatorship, which, um, you'd think wouldn't be very good, but I think in circumstances like this, where it's just a bunch of huge personalities that like by necessity must be, uh, uh, must have huge egos to function, you know, as the performers that they need to be, uh, you, you do need, uh, someone to kind of like help guide that and make sure things kind of stay in line. And I don't think that the, women's division has that uh there's Britt baker who was sort of there but she was learning she's she hasn't been doing this for very long and someone like soraya you would hope would come in um and be able to offer that kind of thing or maybe a ruby soho but you know they kind of came in later and so they probably don't have that same kind of sway um so, so that's like something i i think they need i hope they find it they i think they hired they hired um one of the women from tna was it um to like be a producer and we haven't heard anything from her and i don't know i I would hope that she would be that person but who's who's to say but it certainly doesn't look like anything like that's happening yeah and apparently um brit is not a good uh you know, for someone who says she's the, likes to say she's the face of the women's division, or at least she did say that a lot. Um, she apparently absolutely does not advocate for any of the other ladies, according to this source, which again, I'm putting a lot of like <clears throat> personal feelings into something that somebody said that maybe they're totally wrong. You know, maybe their yeah. scope on the situation was wrong. I but think, yeah, watching. I think- Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I just was going to say, like, that was something that was on my mind about it was that this was somebody who was there for one show and had a very strong feeling that may be 100% right on. But I, I, all I know is that, like, there was a s- severe pushback from the people who have been there more and longer. And, you know, everyone has their own, their own, uh, like, a- agendas and reasons for, for saying and doing what they do. But uh, it made me question like how bad it really was and whether that might be, I don't know, right or not. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, I wonder. I really hope it's not like that. I really, really hope it's not. Because, you know, one thing that they did do that really pissed me off, you know, the show they had that was like all the backstage stuff at AEW? Yeah. They were talking so much shit about Thunder Rosa. And I was like, what the fuck? You know, I mean, a little, I shouldn't say so much, but there was definitely a lot of talk of like, Oh, you know, she got injured and there are all these storylines that can't even happen now. And they're all just sitting around griping about it. And like, and you, oh God, now you're the interim champ. You don't even get to be champ. And it's like, fucking Thunderosa got injured. Like, it's like, how could you like be so pissed off about that? You know? Yeah. Um, she I, can't help it. Yeah. And I, I, I think, I mean, I, I like. I just don't think that um, uh, Britt Baker has has the years to be the locker room leader that they need. And I don't think yeah. she's b- a bad person or t- deliberately no. trying to make things bad. I think she's probably trying her best. But like, this is a a, a decades, even centuries uh, old business. Yeah, and like, there's a lot of stuff that you have to. Uh, be really good at and you know just a few years in you're not going to have all that and that's mm-hmm. that's not bad bad i don't want to say bad it just it is it is what it is yeah it's what it is i hope it gets better yeah yeah, yeah. i mean i i long long ago i was like man wouldn't it be great if they just made rampage the women's show um, That'd be cool. I mean, in one sense, you would kind of look at it and go like, oh, well, they're, you know, sort of like shuffling them off to the C show. But mm-hmm. I feel like if they had the focus, they needed to do something with that focus because there was nothing else to fall back on. There would be a huge thriving. There would be a bunch of people who would really step up and do amazing work and it would be fantastic. And also, I'd be able to say like, cool. I can go watch this show to see a certain thing as opposed to, well, I kind of guess I got to watch this show and this show. Cause like, there's a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Um, yeah. It'd be nice to have one of them be a destination show. Yeah. It's a thought. That's how they do it in Japan. No, yeah. it's better than nothing. It would at least help build some storylines so that they could have more matches. Be nice. Yeah. It would be nice. Anyway, this show was a 79%, which uh, we don't too often dip down to this territory, but this is, uh, this is a, a watch segments uh, rating of a show. So, like, what are the segments that are worth watching? I don't know, this probably, is a worth uh, watching? No, segments worth watching. Oh. Yeah. I would say that the uh, two MJF Cole segments are worth watching. I'd agree um, with that. Uh, I think uh, Lucha Bros and uh, BCC, f- f- yeah. fantastic fight. The women's um, match. The the women's match, I think, is worthwhile. What would you say about, uh, would you say uh, the Swerve Darby segment was worth it? I mean, it's good. I like it. Would you tell it. someone on the fence that they I needed wouldn't. to see it? I wouldn't. No, All probably right. not. All right. So there's still some good stuff in here. You know, yeah, it is. Uh, more importantly, though, we got a double rainbow. Mm-hmm. Which is, yeah, uh, we did it. Yeah, 
so important. We made the magic happen. Meaningful. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Thanks for listening. Please get ready for All In. Listen to Baker Street by Jerry Rafferty as much as possible. And that's it. Bye, everybody. Bye. Ding dong, ding a ling, ding ding, ding ding, ding ding, doom.